0: Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed continues a series of talks called Gambling with God. Today we'll learn that gambling for God involves stepping into the unknown and trusting His guidance over our fears. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: When I began this series, I opened up talking about God's people, the children of Israel. And they knew a lot about risk and reward. When we gamble for God, we're going to hit the jackpot. It doesn't mean we'll hit the jackpot tomorrow. Sometimes the jackpot might be way out there. Sometimes the jackpot could be eternity. We are, though, going to hit the jackpot. God's people, they've been in Egyptian slavery for 430 years. They had a horrific time there. God's man, Moses, put the cards on the table. He walked into Pharaoh's office and said, Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh was not an idiot. He knew the Jews brought in some serious money. I mean, they, they contributed a lot to the gross national product. So Pharaoh said, no, I'm not going to let your people go. Well, God sent plagues upon the Egyptians, the plagues of frogs and locusts and blood, and finally, Pharaoh was like, you guys get out of here. So the Jews, two million of them, followed Moses. It was supposed to be a 10-day journey from Egypt to the Promised Land, the Promised Land, the land that God had promised them. So as they're cruising through the Promised Land, God parts an ocean, they cross on dry land, the people are hungry, God gives them protein, quail. They need some carbs. God rains down these these cosmic tortillas called manna. They wanted water. God gave them some God-bottled water. They had everything. God was just doing all these miracles, and, and and then God put a GPS system in the sky that would embarrass any app we have, even on the iPhone 6. A cloud, that was a good place to laugh, a cloud guided them During the day, a fire guided them by night to the promised land. So if I'm an Israelite, I'm like, yay, God, this is off the chain. Yay, God, we're gambling for you, and we've gambled, and look at the jackpot, God, wow, you have freed us up from slavery, something that seemed to be impossible, and now you've parted an ocean, and and you've done all these miracles, and proteins falling from the sky, carbs are everywhere, bottled water, we've got Moses, and now we've made it to a place called Kadesh. Kadesh is a town just right on the edge, the southern edge of Canaan, Canaan being the promised land. All we gotta do now is just move from Kadesh into the promised land. We got to roll the dice again. We got to gamble for God again. And God promised them over and over, the land is yours. Yeah, you're going to have some giants. You got to tackle the giants. Don't run from them. Don't be like I was back in the day running from the giant. No. Face the giant. Be like Bruce. Tackle the giant. You can face the giants. You can take these people. It's your land. Take the land. It's going to be a battle. Gamble for me. The jackpot is yours. So everything came down to this place called Kadesh. Kadesh means wholeness in the Hebrew. Kadesh means oneness. God wanted his people, two million of them, to be together. Moses was the leader, but they weren't together. No, 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 no. Because something Happened. Read your Bibles, Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 14. 10 of the 12 spies went negative. 10 of the 12 spies began to be very pessimistic. They were grumbling and stumbling and, and, and fumbling. They all agreed, hey, ho, hey, ho, the land is amazing. It's flowing with milk and honey. Here's all the fruit certified organic. They even have coffee over there. I just made that up. But the land was ridiculous. But then all of a sudden, the, the tide changes. They're like, but there's giants in the land. There are monsters in the land. The cities are fortified, and, and, and we're gonna have to tackle those giants? Well, then look at verse 30, Numbers chapter 13, because two of the 12 spies, they were, they were gambling for God, not gambling with God. Suddenly, you'll see the tide turn right here in Numbers chapter 13. Most of the people began to gamble with God, but two of them, Joshua and Caleb, we name our kids Joshua and Caleb, right? They began to gamble for God. Check it out. Numbers 13, verse 30. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. Now, parents, we know how to do that, don't we? Shh, ah, ah, zip, zip. Not another word. No. Ah, ah. Right? That's what he was doing. Caleb silenced the people and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can do it. Say, Do it with me. Do it. And do we have any lawyers here? I know we do. I love lawyers. Lawyers, this would be a great thing to do. You can sue Nike because God said, do it. Just do it. Well, before Nike came up with it, we got a lawsuit. Anyway, I don't know what I was thinking about a lawsuit. Here is the phrase that pays. Here's the phrase that pays. And I want you to write this down. And and ladies, if you're like, I don't have a pencil, you know, eyeliner, whatever, pencil, magic marker, whatever. uh, uh, Just write this down. Type it out on your typing phone, your i6.395. That doesn't work. They're overrated. Anyway, because I have one. I want to go back to the big old telephone box phone. These, these, These new phones, man, test my Christianity. Anyway, when... Here's the phrase that pays. When we gamble with God, when we gamble with God, we tend to listen to people above God rather than listening to God above people. And that's kind of confusing, let me say it again. When we gamble with God, we listen to people above God rather than God above people. Let me stop and ask you, could that be you? Do you have a spy spirit? Let me ask you, could that be the people you run with? Let me ask you, could that be your friends? Let me ask you, could that be your group? That's very important to think about that because that's what happened. All of a sudden, the 12 spies, they all agreed, oh man, the promised land is awesome. But then 10 of the 12 began to listen to people's opinion over God's. I was talking to someone just a couple of days ago and I was, I was out of the country just for, for a, a while and I, I, I talked to a couple of people and, and, and they, were, they were talking to me about all their problems. I mean, decision after decision after decision they were making and they had made and, and their lives were, were pretty much disasters. So I didn't say this to them But I thought to myself, wow, their best thinking got them to where they are. Are you you feeling me? Like their best thinking, these people are smart people, not dumb, they're not idiots, but your best thinking got you to where you are today. I talked to one gentleman in his 30s, a lady in her 60s, and then I talked to a man in his 70s. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this, I'm, I'm seeing this played out. People listening to people's opinion rather than God. So what I want you to do is roll the dice for God. Say, you know what, from this day forward, I'm gonna stand on God's word. I'm not gonna stand on people's opinion. When we gamble with God, we listen to people above God rather than listening to God above people. Look at Numbers 13, 31 and 33. But the men who had gone up with him, here we go, negativity, 10 of the 12 spies, we can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. I heard someone say fear is false evidence appearing real. I wrote a book called No Fear, K-N-O-W, No Fear. Fear is real. There was a survey recently conducted among 20-somethings in America, and I was shocked. They asked them, what's the prevailing feeling that you're experiencing? These are 20-somethings here in America. 60% said fear. That blew me away, fear. I understand that. When we listen to people's opinions, right, we tend to get fearful. And all fear is not bad. God, though, says, here's the giant. You tackle the giant. You run through the giant, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless your life. It's the way to live.
0: You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting the Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: So then they spread Look at verse 32. Among the Israelites, a bad report about the land they had explored. And this is before social media. They spread that. And I like the last part. We're going we're to camp out on this verse, KOA this verse for a second. And the people were like, oh, we saw giants in the land and blah, 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 blah. But the last part, I love it. We seemed like grasshoppers. <laughs> Say grasshopper. Grasshopper. I mean, Grasshoppers are crazy insects. I've been researching them. I'll I'll go back to that in a second. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Man, were they feeling bad about themselves? They were victims. Not victors, victims. (laughs) I'm a grasshopper. I'm just an insect. That's all I am. Isn't it true when we surround ourselves with spies we see ourselves the way people see us. We don't see ourselves the way God sees us. A healthy self-esteem is seeing yourself the way God sees you, nothing more, nothing less, and surrounding yourself with the right people to give you the props back to God. It's time to shake off those spies. It's time to just you know, shake them off. And this stuff spreads. Well, these 10 spies, they went negative. Then they got the entire nation into negativity. Numbers 14, that night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And they started blaming God. Keep reading, they started blaming God. And that's what happens. Here we'll disobey God and here we'll mess around and listen to people's opinion above God and then we'll blame God. Play the God card. Isn't that something how we do that? God, why not you bring us out here? Moses is a horrible leader. Aaron's crazy. And then the Bible says that they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb, and they were not in Colorado. They, they were in Kadesh. They wanted to stone them, take them out, kill them. That's was pretty funny. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You show me somebody who's a grasshopper, I'll show you somebody who's got a problem with authority. Children, don't be grasshoppers. Parents, don't be grasshoppers. Yeah, don't be a grasshopper. Be a giant bopper. Don't gamble with God. Gamble for him. Look at this. Why? It sounds like whining, right? Why? Why? If you always ask why? If you, ask, if you ask why too much, you're being disobedient, usually. Like, okay, if your parents gave you all of the information, would it really change? No, you're still going to be rebellious. So just accept it and move on. You know what I'm saying to you? Why? If you would explain it to me, why? Why? If you give me all the information, Mom, then that would be okay. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> your mom doesn't have time to sit down and explain every little thing to you. She's smarter than you. Just like God does not sit down with me. Ed, let me explain it to you. Okay, Ed, sit down. Let me explain everything to you. If God did that, I would clock out with him explaining just one little thing. So you got to trust, right? Giant boppers trust. It's, it's fine to say why. I'm not saying that. But put a knot after the why very quickly. Why not? Why not tackle the giant, right? I love verse four. Oh man, then it started getting really bad. They said, in Numbers 14, then they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. That's hilarious. They didn't want a leader, they wanted a maintainer. Because leaders, a real leader does not take you where you want to go, a real leader takes you where you need to go, where you need to go. And that's what Moses was trying to do. And he and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb, they were in tears and tearing their clothes. They were about to lose it. Let me tell you how, how tough it is. Let me tell you how, how serious God is when we have a problem, when I have a problem with authority issues. Look at 1 Samuel 15, 23. Rebellion, the Bible says, is as the sin of witchcraft. So when I'm rebellious against authorities that God has instituted into my life, I'm trafficking with the devil himself. Wow, remember back in the heavenlies, what did he do? He rebelled against God and kicked him, got him kicked out of heaven, and he took a third of the angels with him from heaven. I tell pastors all the time, hey, don't worry about people leaving your church. A third of heaven left God. Isn't that interesting? Of course, they're the demons now. That's all another message. I didn't mean to say that. I don't <laughs> want to confuse anybody, but here. Here's another phrase that I want you to write down that is, is I think, Positive. When we gamble for God, right? we listen to God above people rather than people above God. Let me say it again. When we gamble for God, we listen to what God says above what people say rather than what people say over what God says. Numbers 14, 7 through 10. I mean, Joshua and Caleb, again, they were like, we can take the land. We can open up a can. We can do it, Lord. And and, and they said, the Lord, and, and, and you know, when we're following the Lord, when we're gambling for God, again, we see possibilities. We're victors, not victims. We don't see problems. I, I heard someone say, hey, don't tell me about the labor pains, just show me the baby. Now, ladies, that's not, that's a figure of speech. I'm not talking, no, 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 no. No texts or emails, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, it's just, I saw a lady go, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, no, no, I'm, yeah. (laughs) That has to do with just life, not actual birth, okay? Like, you know, people go, oh, it's so hard, it's so difficult, Uh, you know, wherever they're whining or whatever, it could be on the team or in the family or in the business or in the church. Whoa, don't tell me about the labor pain, just show me the baby. That's how you say it, see? Now you can laugh, ladies. I wasn't, no. (laughs) I can't even get my little brain around childbearing, wow. Whoa. Anyway, they said the land we passed through is great. The, the Lord's pleased with us. They said, we can, we can take it. Don't rebel against the Lord. See, that, don't rebel against the Lord. Rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. Don't see, don't rebel against the Lord. Guys, you're rebelling against God. You're rebelling against God. Of course, they didn't make it into the promised land here. I'll get you to hold the Bible one more time. They did not. They did not make it. Joshua and Caleb did. Two out of two million made it in 40 years later. You know what God said? Hey, because you've turned your back on me, and this this wasn't just this one case, 10 times, I mean, defining moment times, no, 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 no. And then at Kadesh, they weren't one. No, we're, we're gonna do our own thing. We wanna go back. God said, you want to go to the wilderness? <laughs> you can have the wilderness for the next 40 years. For 40 years, they were wandering in the wilderness. Wandering in the wilderness. 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. They died out. They died in the wilderness. Now, let me stop and ask you a quick question. Joshua and Caleb, if I'm them, I'm like, <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, God. we got to wait 40 years. God, we, we're, we're gambling for you, and the jackpot has been really delayed. I tell people all the time, the jackpot's there. Let me say it again to you. The jackpot is there when you follow God's word over people, but it might not be tomorrow or next week or next year. It could be decades out there. It could be. What is the most valuable real estate in the world? Well, you could argue, I know the oil fields in Saudi Arabia. I know the diamond mines of South Africa. I know the mineral fields in the Dead Sea area. I would say those are great guesses. But I would say that's not the most valuable real estate in the world. Most valuable real estate in the world would be the cemeteries, those little plots of land that many of us pass each and every day because beneath the tombstones are dreams that are dashed. Beneath the tombstones are so many people who played it safe with God as opposed to rolling the dice Beneath those tombstones are creative and innovative ideas that could have turned the tide in the church and in people's lives. They were never actualized because of grasshoppers, because of spies, because of an unwillingness to roll the dice and gamble for God, don't let that be you, and I pray that I never let that be my life as well. Would you pray with me? Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. God, thank you so much for this message to my life. I thank you for this great church. And Father, if there's someone here that needs to make a decision to give their life to you, today could be your day. You've gambled with God. Now gamble for him. You've tried this, you've tried that. Now gamble for God. Just simply say, Jesus, I believe you and I receive you into my life. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. I give you all that I am right now and all that I'll ever be. If you said that, that's the best thing you'll ever do. You hit the jackpot. There are blocks of us who need to maybe shake off that that spirit of the spy, of that grasshopper. We need to find those Joshua and Caleb people God, give us the wisdom and discernment to do so. In Christ's name we pray.
0: Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment. And it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues gambling with God, teaching the importance of going all in for God. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.